the comic book pit. Okay. This is going to be our our media episode, since there's so much to talk about this fall, with uh, mostly TV, but I guess some movie stuff coming up. Um, I guess I guess we can start there because that's probably like the the, the the least the stuff to talk about would be movies. Um, so last week we we were treated with trailers or and uh, and a teaser, or a trailer for Logan, and kind of a teaser trailer for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. Oh yeah, yeah. We didn't actually talk about that, that did we? No, we, we we kind of we kind of teased that a little bit last episode, but we didn't really get to talking about it. We didn't really have time to talk about it. But so Logan is looks like it's basically Old Man Logan, uh, the Old Man Logan story minus the rest of the Marvel Universe. Uh, <laughs> it looks like it's <laughs> yeah. pr- predominantly taking place in and around the world of the mutants, where uh, Logan is uh, older and beaten and broken and kind of taking care of a uh, just a, another, a equally beaten and broken and su- substantially older Charles Xavier, and um, all the mutants are gone... We don't know why, of course. We know and then why. it looks like the Inhumans. <laughs> I don't know why. Eh, the Inhumans. I still, I, I still haven't seen the last X Men movie, so I, I, I didn't see it either. Uh, well, I mean, if you, it, it probably if you read the Old Man it, it, Logan story, you would know why. Yeah, but but, but there's no way they can tie no. they can tell that story. No. The Hulk ate them, um, which was a good, which was a good story. Yeah, I actually reread that um, a few months ago, and it it still holds up pretty well. Yeah. Um, oh, and then well, it looks like we're going to be introduced to X twenty three. Yeah, that's going to be the good part. I, th- um, yeah, basically now I'm going to be old man Duke, you know, and complain <laughs> and you know, but also cheer. But uh, yeah, X twenty three is cool. Like I was like, all right, that's I'm on board for that, but I'm not. I don't know why they have Xavier in there. <laughs> I was like. Like if my thing right off the bat was if old man Logan is super old, then it might be another hundred years, and it's like how did Xavier live that long? Well, so then I'm like, okay, well then he's I not think, that old. I think I can answer that, Scott. So it's I read somewhere it's the near future. Yeah, it's like 2024 yeah. is when it takes okay, place. Okay, so it's not that far into the future, which means tells me that really Logan's not that old. I don't, you know, he should be like another hundred years. That's just me being old man Duke, though. <laughs> All right, but anyway, it no, it looks it looks interesting. Um, the Reavers, so we got that going for it too. Yeah, which I actually, I mean, from the trailer, I couldn't really tell that they were the Reavers. I I heard that on another show that they on another podcast that it was the Reavers. I'm like, oh, I didn't. I just thought that it was a, you know, like a group of anonymous yeah. mercs or bad guys like there was nothing specifically because the reavers are like cyber like they're cyborgs yeah the only the only one that stood out to me in the trailer was uh i think they called him pretty boy but he's he's like you know in the trailer he's the the good looking guy with the metal hand um uh, i'll have to rewatch it yeah he's got a metal hand yeah boy. i forget the okay then i didn't see that um um, oh, I mean, and and uh, not really having anything to do with the movie itself, though, but the trailer. But 
I mean, how awesome was the, uh, you know, the Johnny Cash, oh yeah, appropriate uh, version of yes. Hurt. Um, just, I mean, if if there was any song that uh, was perfect for a trailer or a movie, it would be it would be that. It, it just it, it worked. Very, yes, very. Good, ha- I mean, good choice of words, Scott. <laughs> and it's gonna be. I mean, it's gonna be a very. I mean, obviously, there's there's it's gonna be action, but. I think it's gonna be, like you said, haunting and somewhat somber. Um, I hope so. I'll, I'll tell you what I hope never happens in this movie is is Logan fighting a giant robot suit. <laughs> Just don't, and I'll be happy. Well, now if it's like a giant Hulk-like cre- creature, okay, I might be on board for that. I I feel like they'll they'll make it a little more grounded. You know, it's still like I said, it's still gonna be chock full of action, but it's probably going to be not full of, you know, Wolverine bad guys or ex-bad guys. Um, but it is, I think it is directed by the same guy that directed The Wolverine. Mm, I okay. have to check. Now, so. Did anybody else hear that Mr. Sinister is in this thing? Or is that just me? Well, uh, I, over the pa- I don't know. Well, let's just say I've heard a lot of things. People and are talking. I, I don't. I don't know what's true and what's not. I. I just. At this point, I, I choose to just wait until you know, wait and see for my own eyes, because there's so much. I mean, I, I'm sure we've all seen this for almost every movie or fandom. There's rampant speculation and rumors, ninety percent of which are probably just that. So. But I, I I did hear that, and I I feel like I heard something else too that someone else was going to be in it. But I like Donald Pierce. Wow. You guys remember Donald Pierce? Yeah. No. I re- well, see, like the name is familiar. I just don't remember who or what he was. I feel like he was kind of like some cyborg baddie. But oh, is that I a character? Know. I thought it was an actor. No, no, no! It was a, it was a character in yeah. He's a cyborg. In, in yeah. Well, here's some. I'm going to circle back to James Mangold, the director of the Wolverine. Oh well, he the one you like so much, Scott, and then of Logan. This is not his first movie called Logan. Ironically enough, there was a 2010 drama named Logan, and then at <laughs> the Johnny Cash angle, he directed Walk the Line back in 2005. Oh, and he, I like and Walk he also the Line. directed Copland. I don't know if you remember Copland from the 90s. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Copland's one of my, like, top ten favorite movies. And it says he did Girl Interrupted, which sounds familiar. And what is Oliver and Company on the list here for? What's that got to do with anything? Now, Girl Interrupted, that's the movie that uh, Angelina Jolie won her Academy Award. Yes. That's kind of what put her on the map as far as being a legitimate actress. Prior to that, I think she had done, like, Hackers... With Johnny Lee Miller, or, or was it Sneakers? Was she in Sneakers or, ha- or both? Uh, it was Hackers. Okay. She was not in no. Sneakers. Sneakers was like uh, Robert Redford okay. and Dan Aykroyd. And then the Six um, Degrees uh, of James Mangold working with Hugh Jackman. Remember uh, Kate and Leopold from two thousand one? I do. That. Sadly. Well, okay. So this guy's done a little yeah, bit he, everything. He's a little over the place. Uh, the, the sweetest thing, the raunchy. Uh, no, it's not him. Man, this is like the worst. Never mind. What about Night and Day? Did he do that with the, the Tom Cruise, Cameron Diaz joint? Yes, he did. I never saw it. Uh, I did see that. That wasn't, and that was exactly what it it looked like. It was going to be like a romantic, like a romantic action, whatever. And then also just three ten to you um, in two thousand seven. Just a. Oh, that was good. Okay, so huh? this guy has directed some of like a lot of my favorite movies. Nice. I, I did want to add that uh, the guy we see in the trailer is Donald Pierce, uh, with the oh, metal okay. hand. Yeah. Okay. That is him. Uh, clearly, I have to go back and rewatch this trailer. I mean, I, I kind of want to and anyways because it's an awesome trailer. The leader of the Reavers. Okay. So. But um, but well, in jumping back, I mean, there, the the trailer is a lot of fun, but it doesn't really, you know. It, it, doesn't really give us any indication of what happened or why there's no more mutants, but you know this X twenty three could be, you know the 
the savior yeah. of, of mutant kind or someone that bring you know yeah, yeah someone that's bringing them back because clearly um you know Wolverine is tasked with her or Logan is tasked with keeping her safe um so there's you know there's some reason why uh you know Donald Pierce and the Reavers want her so um I don't know I think it's it it, it looks interesting it's it's very different from most of the comic book movies that we've we've gotten yeah, I can't really think of another you, one like it. I'll tell you the the track record for Wolverine movies is not good, so I'm going to go in with low hope, <laughs> low expectations. The uh, the last one wasn't too well, bad. That ending, it was, no, no it, the ending was. I would say the like the first two thirds of the Wolverine was way better than <laughs> X Men Origins Wolverine. Yeah, yeah. X Men Origins Wolverine was just garbage. It was like a yeah, was like a, a, a it was a really good fan film, yeah. <laughs> but in in another way, it was a very bad fan film <laughs> because of Deadpool. Yeah, they 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 really ruined Deadpool in that movie. But thank God they got another chance. They got a chance to redeem themselves with the actual Deadpool movie. Um, Which is a segue. That film lost its director this week. Oh yeah, I read that. But it, it should be fine. I, I guess I they were. I, the rumor was that, or maybe it's fact, but they were uh, fighting over who should be Cable. That's what I had read yeah. as well. Yeah. I don't and, know uh, the hmm. validity of that of that argument, but that's what I had heard as well. Yeah. I guess Tim Miller wanted Look. Kyle Chandler to play Cable. Uh, Just as long as Cable's in the next movie, so my copy of New Mutants will yeah. will skyrocket. <laughs> That's all I care about. Buy, sell, uh, sell, sell. <laughs> and then um, the Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. Oh yeah, teaser. Um, yeah, again, light on story or plot. You know, we kind of get a glimpse of each of the characters and with the classic hooked on a feeling in the background. Um, I feel like that is like kind of the, the theme <laughs> now of guardians of the yeah. galaxy is just the Uga Chaka. Yeah. Um, but that was fine. I mean, it was, it was fun to see. And, you know, we got a, a, a little bit of humor slash dialogue between Peter Quill and Drax. That was kind of fun. Um, uh, yeah. All the main players are back, including Gamora, um, uh, Nebula, and Yondu. Um, we don't get to see Kurt Russell just yet. I guess that maybe will come with like a full, a do, full blown. Do you know trailer. who Kurt Russell is playing in this movie? I think it's supposed to be uh, his. Yeah, dad. But do you know specifically who? Yeah, he's like the guy that runs the galaxy, right? So you don't know? But yeah. it's, it's, I, I forget his name. It's. It's, I don't um, know if I want to spoil it for you. I, don't, I mean, it's not a. It's when I heard it, I thought I was very surprised to hear that's who he was playing, and that's the direction that they are going. I'll tell you. Oh, I, I, I heard he's playing Ego, the Living Planet. Oh, oh, oh yeah, that's right. I, you know what? I did hear yeah. that. And so I'm kind of curious to how they're going to make that work. I mean, I could totally see it. And it'd be an easy job for Kurt Russell. It's just a giant floating head, basically. And I could <laughs> see... <laughs> and these movies are silly enough that they I could see them making that totally work as well. Yeah. Oh, Ego is one of my favorites. From, like, Silver Surfer, you know, just any... They throw them in there, I'm like, I'm reading that. So. <laughs> Scott's got a short box dedicated <laughs> to just Ego appearances. Yeah, it's such a ridiculous... <laughs> Ridiculous concept, really. <laughs> Man, so. when are they going to put out an Ego miniseries? Yeah, he's credited on IMDb as being Ego, so Kurt Russell, there you go. Okay, so it's not really a spoiler then. Yeah. Uh, plus, not I really. don't think like, a ton of people, probably a ton of people, unless they're our age or older, are really going to know what Ego is. Yeah. In this context. You know, it, it, it's, it, it's a very, Ego's a very... Uh, Deep cut. Yes, exactly. 
<laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, that's about all I have to say about Ego. <laughs> I don't think there's a lot to say about it. Um, but I'm sure they'll handle it with the usual um, charm and humor that they handled everything with the first movie. So I'm not, I'm not at all worried. So when I look up Ego, the Living yeah. Planet, like the, you know, like the Google sidebar where it gives you like a little breakdown. Played by Kurt Russell. That's the top line. Oh, you know Publisher what's funny? Marvel there's Comics. A, there's a young ego as well in the movie. So that'll be funny to see, too. Maybe he'll be, mm. like, baby Groot-sized. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe young ego is, is who, uh, you know, does the bow chicken wow-wow <laughs> with uh, Peter's mom. <laughs> You know, maybe he had a manifest like a uh, a human form or something. Oh you know? yeah. Now you're yeah, cooking no, with that's gas. Disturbing. Yeah. Yeah. That's just wacky. All right, so uh, since we're on a clock here, I guess we should probably yeah, keep, keep it, moving keep along with uh, with our TV shows. Um, now, since it's probably the most recent and the freshest, and I would say all of our minds. Um, did everyone watch talk, uh, Walking oh, Dead yeah. I did. this week? I did. Oh, yeah. Okay. So uh, I guess we should, we could talk about that first. I have notes. You have notes? I have. Wow. I have things so, to say. So this was... Yeah. Okay. Well, Duke, why don't, why don't you lead us off no, now? Um, basically, though, it's more of... I feel like a lot of people didn't understand what was going on in that episode. Mm-hmm. From, just from the I, internet reaction. And the internet reaction is that, you know, the show is now turned into a gore fest. And it's like, yeah, but the show has always had that level of gore. You know? Um, it's more disturbing when it's characters you care about. Yeah. The the, the, the show is always, from day one has always been carried with it some, like, uh, brutality, just yeah. varying the very degrees of brutality. Was Rick shooting a little zombie girl. I mean that that's disturbing right off the bat. Um but yeah, I mean that that's that set the scene for the entire show. Yeah. So, I mean, we're going to get into spoilers. So, just warning everybody, <laughs> but I'll, if you haven't <laughs> seen Twitter this week, I was going to say you could <laughs> you can't swing a bat without seeing some of these spoilers. Oh, Scott. Yeah. Oh, I it was hard to <laughs> avoid because I did, I did not watch it Sunday night. I, I had to wait until the next day. I don't know how you made it that long, actually. It was it was tough. I I really just had to avoid everything. Yeah, and I, I managed somehow. I managed to do it. Um, so okay, so all right, I'll give you some of my my rundown because I don't want to talk about I don't want to talk about all the stuff that everybody else has already pointed out. You know, the gore and all that stuff. Um, because, well, first of all, my initial reaction of the show was that it didn't really, it didn't do anything for me. It was like, I, I have, I had already come to terms with that outcome because I read the books, I pieced together Mm -hmm. what probably was going to happen and it pretty much turned out the way I thought it was. So I really wasn't shocked by anything in that episode. But the good part of that is, is that because of that, I was able to appreciate what the writers were doing, um, and the and the whole point of the episode was to break Rick. Um, and man, it took him the whole sixty minutes, <laughs> you know, or whatever, the whole hour. Yeah. Um, because Rick is tough, and um, but there was things about that. All right, so here we're getting to spoilers, but like. You know, obviously Abraham was the first to go, and that was one of, that was, um, Negan's, that was his one. He was like, I'm going to kill one of you, and you're not going to like it, but I'm going to do, do this. And so, you know, Abraham is selected, you know, this doesn't bother me because I already know in the book that he had previously been killed and, you know... He was on borrowed time on the show. Mm-hmm. So then I'm ex- fully expecting that someone else is going to go, because I had heard that there was be more than one victim. And, uh, 
you know, then uh, Daryl actually, uh, you know, lashed out. And so right off the bat, you, you, I keep saying right off the bat, but I really don't mean to. <laughs> but uh, so then, you know, he's like, well, there's consequences to that, too. So that one was then Glenn, which really, in the book, Glenn was the reason, was, was what broke Rick. When he saw Glenn get killed, that broke Rick. But in the show, that didn't break Rick. <laughs> like, because Rick is that much of a hard-ass, apparently, in the show, that he can watch two of his friends get beaten down, and he's still like, no, mm-hmm. I'm still going to fight you. And Negan knows it, so Negan takes him out and does his little, you know, try, you know, let's try to break Rick Grimes some more, and kind of so- trying to like soften him up a little bit more. Yeah, and and so like the whole time, this is what I see Negan do, and I'm seeing him like I got to figure out a way to get this guy to crack. And so finally, he pulls the, and it's funny because it is, you know, like the the Abraham, you know, and God moment. Um. But it is basically, you know, in in this world, Negan's God now. And Negan is saying, I need mm-hmm. your loyalty and I need you to, you know, to cut your son's hand off. Which there was a lot of great symbolism there because knowing that Rick had his hand cut off in the show, or in the book, you know, and I was mm-hmm. like, holy crap. Um, but at no point did I think he was going to do it because I was like, he's checking for, he wants his loyalty. He wants his, he wants to see Rick break. You know, I, I'm going to interject real quick, Scott. That was the point. That scene there, well acted. The whole show was well acted by um, yeah. Andrew Lincoln. But that scene there, I I started getting bored. I was like, he's not cutting his hand off. Right. He's going to raise the right. axe. He's going to stop him. Like this, and it just kept going on and on. I'm like, just do it. That's Either right. cut his hand off or let's move along. Because we, oh no, that's not what's going to happen here. I think that's uh, what it was for me too. I was not emotionally invested in any of these scenes because I could sit. And figure out, like, as a story, what is going to yeah. turn out. I will say, I thought it was clever how the um, the Glenn killing was rather unceremonious. Like, they, they yeah. sort of just, like, it was rather abrupt and they just did it. You know, he just for off a guy who's been there, yeah, yeah for, since, you know, week one. Um, that, that There was that abruptness to it. I had, I'll be honest, like, Saturday I watched some, like, spoiler video on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I watched, I'm like, why did I watch this? Because uh, I was like, I was like, who, who goes? Who goes? And it was like, Abraham and Glenn. I'm like, oh, Abraham. Like that, that was more surprising than that because I knew, even I knew, and I don't read the comic. I knew that Glenn, Negan killed well, Glenn in the comic. And um, now, correct me if I'm wrong, but they did a pretty good job of uh, actualizing the the scene from the comic as far as they did. Okay, yeah, they did. Oh yeah, I mean, like showing, you know, because it was like. I think we could go back, we could check the tapes, and Dan and I probably were, like, floored, or, you know, or I forget who we had on that episode, but our initial Yeah, we definitely talked about that that issue. Yeah. But, yeah, back back when we first read it, I think we were pretty disturbed by it. And now I feel like... Uh, Is that what you're saying? Well, um... I was... So, 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 well, my... My quick take on it, on that whole, on everything, that that episode was, you know, I, the series Walking Dead as opposed to you know the comic, because there are a lot of you know it 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 follows the book to a certain point and then it you know it it it, it splits off and it comes back and it you know it'll follow the story or it loosely. You know, have some of the same story elements, but it'll. This character has lasted longer. This character is dead when it's not dead, and they're not dead in the book, etc. Yeah. Like you know, Shane lasting outside of Atlanta into season two. You know that was. Yeah. So, to, so to me, like the, the the show has always been like an alternate universe Walking Dead. Yeah. And when when Abraham got beat first. I was, I felt sorrow for, you know, I'm like, oh, Abraham. Yeah. But then I thought, they're saving Glenn. Uh. Like, this is not Glenn's time yet. But then, 
it, but then it's like the show has a way of like it, it's almost like Final Destination. It's like oh yeah, people are still gonna die just in different ways. Yeah. Um. So even so, it's like oh Abraham, you know you've been spared up to this point. Well, you know guess what? Now you're gonna die at the hands of Negan when you you know when in the other you know Walking Dead universe you got a, a a crossbow bolt in the eye or something or an arrow in the yeah. eye um but so when when he hauled off and and it, even after Daryl punched Negan I still wasn't 100% sure what was going to happen like cuz he cuz and and I think that's also the strength of Jeffrey Dean Morgan playing Negan is the unpredictability of the character because he laughs things off he's not like He's he's a vicious son of a bitch, but he's not, you know he he doesn't have this uh, grandiose lording over people like the governor right. did. You know Negan's more like, hey guys, right? He's, watch me kill. You know he he he's like a loose like happy almost happy go lucky. He's, got he's kind charisma. of a, right. Yeah. And so I, you know, I thought okay, he's gonna he he's laughing it off. He's gonna let this one go. But he didn't, so when he took out Glenn, I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. Like, I didn't I, I didn't see that coming, but then, but like you said, it, it kind of comes around, you think, well, I guess they they, they still wanted to the continuity, keep yeah. somewhat faithful to, yeah, to, the, to the, the, the track that the comic book has laid out. Um, and, but then, as it went further, and the, the scene where they pulled Carl out and He's like, you know, you're going to cut your son's arm off or I'm going to kill all your friends. Yeah. For for a few minutes, I thought, this is going to happen. Because they've already done so much up to this point. I was really on the fence. I was fifth, I was like, I, this could, I, I could see this happening now. Because, like you said, like, Rick was probably so, at this point, so desperate to save who he could, you know, whoever was left. I mean, he probably, at that point, didn't know who was going to be, you know, who was safe and who wasn't. Yeah, I mean, he basically laid it out. He he said, look, you're all going to, you're all going to don't do this. So so he really... Right. Yeah. So I... I, Yeah. And then Carl was even like, Dad, just do it. Like, Carl knew. I mean, like, that he was not... I mean, obviously, after bashing in two, you know, two of their friends, you know, bashing their heads in with a baseball bat. I mean, everyone knew that this guy was not to be trifled with, that you just... He's going to... You know, like... Yeah, he's going to follow up on his th- on his threats. Right. He, there, there's no empty, there's no empty right. threats with this guy. He will, he will haul off and kill someone at the, at the drop of a hat and smile while he's doing it. Um, I, so, I, I have if, a question uh, before yeah. we... He's still alive in the comic, yes, the character Negan? He is. Yes, he is. He is. So this is going to be... And, We're used and to seeing bad guys he's already, come up and... I'm sorry. Well, I was going to say, well, he... You know, if, if you watch the opening credits, he's listed as a... You know, he's listed in the opening credits, not as, like, guest-starring Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Oh, really? I missed that. He's, yeah. He's, he, he's in the opening credits. He, like, I think I said this last week or something, but he is like Doctor Doom because they he's still around and they bring him back. You know, like a lot of things play out and then they bring him back. So, you know, it's almost like they save him for every 50 issues. They're like, oh, you know, the big bad's back. And that was an old mm-hmm. Marvel thing, you know. Hey, yeah. it's the issue 50, let's have Doom. That kind of thing. Um... I had, uh, I I don't know. I I had s- some complaints though about some of the things they did, and it, it was hard to. I I I thought some of it looked cartoony, like some of the. But I I'm trying to think of it as a person who doesn't know this story as well as I do, but you know, just I think I know it too well that I was like, it it just came off cartoony to me. On, in some of that, mm-hmm. 
the beatdowns and the endless, you know, like, um, yeah, he's, he, you can stop swinging now. <laughs> he's dead, you know. Mm-hmm. But, uh, my, probably my biggest complaints that I can remember are the, Rick was flashing back and they were showing, like, you know, the, the scenes, you know, that were happening. Um, but then, for some reason, they showed the scenes where every single character got hit in the head. And I was like, why did they do that? Like, because it was in color, it didn't, re- it never actually happened, so I was like, why, why did they Well, because he was... There? Well, that was his, you know, it was like he was living out his, his, his nightmare, his, the fear that Negan had put into him. Yeah. That, that they would all, you know, be he dead. was, yeah, and he was trying to, it was like that's all he could see was his friends, I mean, his family at this point, all being, all be. meeting this, yeah, this, meeting this gruesome end. And, you know, I think that's when he decided, like, he had to play along with this guy. Yeah, it was. It was weird that they showed it in color, I guess, because they were showing the other scenes in black and white, and then those scenes they showed in color. And then I was like, well, so did it really happen? Because even my brother texted me, and he's like, did they really just kill everybody? I was like, no. <laughs> so, But uh, the other thing that I did not like at all was the dinner scene, that that they could have all had a happy dinner in some field, and they're all eating together. And they're playing that music, and I was like, "This is how a show ends. Like, this is the end of True Blood. Like, that's well, how True I, Blood ended." Well, I think that was his. I, I think that's how he, you know, that's what he felt about the group that there was a family, and that's how he kind of. It was. He probably knew it would never happen, but that's how he kind of yeah. romanticized how he how he felt. And then you know, with Negan saying, "You know, I'll bet you thought you were gonna, all you know." you're going to live forever and be happy and, you know, sit around to dinner together. And I guess, you know, maybe in a way, you know, as, as hard as things have been for Rick and company the past couple of years, you know, sticking together as a family for this long, maybe he thought, you know, foolishly that they were stronger together, that they could overcome anything but now it's 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 not true. He's he has broken the yeah, family. Yeah, that yeah, okay. Um I was thinking more about the um the no one can beat us attitude that they had. Um and remember at Terminus when they got thrown into the meat locker or whatever and the, and Rick's looking out the window and that's how they ended the season, they were like Rick's like they don't know who they're effing with, you know? Right. Yeah, yeah. They're, me- yeah. they're messing with and the wrong people. Everybody's like, oh my god, like, these guys are badasses, and then sure enough, like, Carol comes in, badass, and, mm-hmm. like, how, I thought that was cool because they have spent so much time building these characters up to be, like, you know, um, the A-team or, you know, an un- unbeatable yeah. crew, and there they are all on their knees. I mean, that was, that's good writing. Well, they, they... They, the, yeah, they, they they had this arc where they went from being survivors to being warriors to now yeah. being victims. That's what this season's going to be rough for me to watch because I'm part of my French, but I always enjoyed it when the gang was kicking dicks in rather than getting their dicks kicked yeah. in. <laughs> and mm-hmm. this is a dicks getting kicked in season. It looks like well, the, and that's true, and I I agree to some extent, but it'll be. I think part of the fun will be watching them build themselves back up because that's going to happen. I mean, it might be slow and maybe even frustrating at times to watch yeah. them, you know, this group of basically neutered people now, you know, try and build back their confidence, not only in themselves, but their, their own leader who, you know, when they, they showed a, a clip of, you know, scenes from this season of The Walking Dead, and, you know, I guess they have a talent, like a meeting back at Alexandria, and he says, I'm not in charge anymore, Negan is. Like, he, you know, he says that to everybody, so, and he sounded like he believed it. You know, it's like, um, (laughs) I'm gonna give a random comparison, Uh, but it's like season three of Battlestar Galactica, 
uh, and the Cylons were control. You know, were running the humans. <laughs> oh right, and, and you know they had to you know find a way to fight back, and I think that's that's what we're going to see this yeah. season is they're going to find a way, but it just won't be you know a quick you know Carol comes in and torches people. Um, but uh, my my big I, my other one other complaint I have, and it's not with the story at all. It's actually with them saving this as the season premiere. I, this is this well, that episode was the end of a season, like that was not the beginning of a season. I, you know, well, see, I don't know. I I I, I disagree because I feel like they had to set up the status quo and they had to do it in a forceful way that not only the characters believed but if you're it, looking but at we but but we believed it like the viewers like we had to be part of it. We couldn't just see. Oh it. yeah. In a flashback, or catch like like oh one person dies and that's the end of the season. I feel like it had to be like the whole a visceral. Episode, I think the thing, whole episode you know? was the end of that season, though, and I think that uh, because it it just seemed narratively it, it makes more sense to go with the previous season that it because it leads right from one the final episode to this episode are side by side, and then they do the. Um, that ending with the music, you know, and they're picking up the pieces and driving off and they're defeated. I mean, that would have been just as heavy of a season ender, you know, that you're wondering, like, how do these people go on now? Well, I hear you there, Scott, but I'm going to agree with Dan here. I think it does, for every reason you're saying it's a uh, good season ender, it also makes it a good season opener. It sets the table for what this season's going to be. So instead of having to wait three or six months for, wow, how are these people going to pick up from here, that's the the arc that we're probably in mm-hmm. store for on this season, is, ha- is watching how they pick yeah, up from here. And I, no, and I, I, I mean, I, I can see it from that side, too, but to me, that is a sep- that's separate, because now, because we didn't see, nobody else talked in that episode <laughs> except for, like, Negan and Rick. I mean, really, you know, and there was a couple muttered things, you know, and, you know, I'll I'll find you, you know, that thing. I will find you. Yeah, it did but, make me wonder, like, how what the, the production schedule is like for that. I mean, do you just, like, when you're, when you're wrapping up the previous season, you're like, all right, everybody, hold your spots, and we're going to do season one of next season. Or, like, all right, everybody, come back in three months. We're going to get in the same exact position and pick this up from there. Yeah, because, really, I mean, it makes more sense for them to film it last year. Yeah, I mean, while you're right there. But I don't know how that yeah. stuff works. So. Yeah. Um, so, um, okay. I do have something a little shinier we can uh, discuss now that we've okay. beat this uh, horse to death, or this Abe to death. Um, <laughs> anybody watch Superman on Supergirl? Uh, I was actually... Uh, first episode. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually kind of excited so, to... to Quickly discuss Supergirl because quick. I faster than a speeding bullet. I um, what's that? Faster than a speeding bullet. That's right. Um, I actually never. I I didn't watch any of season one, but I was excited to watch season two because it was now being tied into the rest of the CW verse, and you know, with the Superman's going to be there, and I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to try and catch up with the entire first season of Supergirl. I'm just going to start season two with the first episode and see it. And it was... I mean... I feel like... I, I like Supergirl... Like For me right now, Supergirl and The Flash are equal as yeah. far as just pure, pure enjoyment of the show. Um, even without Superman, which I really like this version of Superman. I did too. Um, I... I mean, I, I still mm-hmm. am a sucker for the Henry Cavill, Zack Snyder, Superman, but this, I forget the action, Tyler or Hockner or something like that. The, the yeah. CW Superman is on point. Like that, they, they definitely, particularly the yeah. Clark Kent aspect of it and just the mm-hmm. whole of the happy-to-be-here Superman. Um, I really, really, really enjoyed that, and I don't want to get away from the, the titular character here because I won't circle around to that. But I enjoy. I, I kind of want that CW Superman show. 
I, I would I would I would enjoy seeing that every week. Yeah, um, I think he would be he would be great. And what I did do though, um, I, I I didn't watch. I only watched like the flat the pilot and the flash episode like last year when they aired. So before the season premiere, I went on Netflix and just sort of did like a spot check of certain episodes from season one. And uh, I that, that the pilot really didn't impress me, but it did really seem to pick up as the season went on and kind of jumped in. It has that it's that same dynamic that the Flash has, you know, that heartwarming tale of friendship mm-hmm. and family. It, as long as you nail that that formula, you you're going to do all right. And they do. They have all those pieces. So yeah, I'm with you. It is Monday and Tuesday are my CW nights. I still haven't gotten into Arrow and Legends is. You know, if I, I did do some catching up on season one, but I'm not like on board yet with season two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I um, I actually uh, accidentally watched um, Supergirl episodes out of order for this season. Like I watched the premiere, and then I thought I was watching the second episode, and I actually watched the third episode. So then I had to go back and watch the <laughs> second episode, but I, I wasn't. I was a little confused about the same. I'm like, did I miss something? And I'm like, oh my god, I'm I'm watching episode number three, not number two. But I, I wasn't so confused that it was like disarming. But um, no, just I, I I love the woman that plays Supergirl. Um, I love the supporting cast. Uh, it's I, I think it's really it's well written. It's well acted. I mean, and and what you know, Flash and Supergirl, what they have. Both going for it is the the main characters, the you know the the title characters. When they are that character, Supergirl and the Flash, it's just like they're just having the time of their lives, and you know they're it's just so fun and refreshing to watch that, as opposed to Arrow, <laughs> which is slowly losing me. <laughs> I, I don't think I'll ever stop watching it altogether because I, th- I think the only thing that's that is keeping me tied to Arrow is the fact that it's still tan. You know, it's it's there's a tangent between that show and the rest of the CW shows. So the you know, so I, I'll keep watching mm. it for that for that. Um, if, if if it was a show just all by itself on this island, no pun intended, I probably would stop watching it because um, yeah. I you know this this season picked up. And I don't know what it, it, it it's not doing anything new and different. I, I I don't know where they're going with it. The only thing that I'm mildly interested in is because of the events of Flashpoint, things have changed where they they actually brought the um, TV version of Deadshot back. Floyd Lawton. Oh yeah. He's he's now sharing a prison cell with. With Diggle, who was framed for, you know, he he reenlisted in the military after events of last season, and he was framed by his, like a superior officer for something stupid, and but now he's sharing a he's sharing a cell with Floyd Lawton, which is kind of cool. It's a like an interesting dynamic. Um, I just thought that was actually like kind of a um, an uncommonly brave move on their part to actually do something different like that, to bring back uh, the TV Deadshot. You're saying because of Flashpoint? Well, yeah, back. because... yeah, or, Right, because of the event... Be- be, uh, basically, then, yeah, like Robin, <laughs> right? Isn't that what they say in the comics? Uh, Robin punched his way through... Oh, that Superboy was Super, uh, Superboy. Back into... His- and that was super yeah, that was like oh, that was? crisis or something. <laughs> I don't know, but well, yeah, because because remember they also in um, in the Flash, um, you know, he visited Felicity, and now it turns out instead of a daughter, um, Diggle has a yeah, has a son. Boy. <laughs> so uh, it was interesting to see how the events of that show. Reverber, you know, reverberated throughout all the series, and changed things in Arrow. I thought that was kind of 
kind of a cool move on their part. Yeah, I was wondering how far it was going to go. So that's pretty cool that they basically then they got together and put it made it work. It if makes only Flashpoint would make Arrow a better show. <laughs> yeah. Now, are they it makes doing me wonder... Oh, I'm sorry, Scott, go ahead. No, it just makes me wonder if they're going to try to fold Supergirl's world because of the Flashpoint stuff that they could um at some point have a collision kind of thing. It seems like they're going to keep her in a separate universe. And if you you watch them flash, they're really exploring the idea of the multiverse right now. Yeah. And I know that there's a crossover coming up probably like in a month or so between all four episodes or or shows. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I don't think they're in a rush to uh, merge the worlds. I think think they're going to explore the idea of the the multiple universes, which kind of ties back to member... um, Season one of Flash with the newspaper clipping of like Flash dies like in Infinite Crisis or whatever. Oh right, in Crisis, as in Flash dies in, in Crisis. In Crisis, like re- like in it, yeah, it said something about the red skies. Yeah, so they there could be a, a long game set up for uh, you know, the, the, a Crisis on Infinite Earth type scenario. Mm-hmm. Speaking of which, did you catch? Dan, you said you went back and watched the second episode of Supergirl. Yes. Yes, I'm Did you catch the homage, the visual homage when they were on the bridge and fighting Metallo and Superman picks her up for flying off? They Oh, right. Yeah, the uh where he was holding her yeah, in his arms. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. Well, there was a there there was another uh, vi- um in the third episode, I don't know if you guys saw that where um Linda Carter guest stars as the the president yes. of the mm-hmm. United States, and at one point, um, they're the the, the uh, they're fighting this alien that you know set that, you know has like fire powers, and um, Supergirl's like got some flames on her costume, and she does the the twirl the the yes. Wonder Woman twirl yes, to, I did pick to, up to on put that. the flames yeah. out. I thought that was kind of cool. Oh, and then like and later on. Um, Supergirl says something like, "Oh, it was so cool meeting you, and I, I'm I've got to you know see Air Force One," and she says, "If you think that's cool, you should see my other jet." Yeah, yeah, that one was a little more like not. It, I mean, she actually winked when she said that, so that one. Was yeah, that was a little more like a <laughs> wink and a nod, yeah. but that was still that was a literal funny. wink and a nod on that. Yeah, yeah, I caught yeah. on. Yeah, the, even the troll thing, I did catch on. That. That's cool how they do all that stuff and tie it back and just sort of add those little Easter eggs to mm-hmm. make it. Keep it fun and light. That's no, good stuff over there. Uh, yeah, I think yeah. Overall, the 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 CW shows um, are still yeah still doing it pretty well. I said like, like you know Arrow is probably the the least of them. Um, I feel like they're just kind of just retreading you know old material, um, but you know it, it it has potential. I mean they 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 brought in some new characters. They brought in Wild Dog, they brought in Ragman. That's what I wanted to uh, ask. I thought it was Mad Dog, but Wild... Yeah, I saw hmm. like a picture. I was like, did they really bring back that obscure character? And almost makes me want to watch it, but a lot of things have almost made me want to watch it. Nothing's actually made me watch it, so we'll mm-hmm. see. And the, the only mystery so far is there's, like, another Dark Archer, uh, but it's not it's not Malcolm Merlin... But it's another guy that looks like the Dark Archer from the you know first couple of seasons, and mm-hmm. he's killing off people. I, I forget who he's killing. You know, it's just like interest. I, 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 I just don't care. He is killing interest. I just don't care what it comes down to. It's just like I'm, I'm watching it on just like automatic pilot. Um, you know, every time it flashes back to the island, I'm like, okay, well, let me play on my phone. Um, <laughs> it's just. Yeah, it's amazing because it's what uh, it spawned has been so you know engaging, but yet yeah, it's it's that that the, the main the the anchor show is kind of just a dud. Yeah, it's like like the irony is like you know, it, it it spawned this entire universe of shows, but the original show is just like you said, it's a it's a dud. It's just I don't know. Interesting. Well, Fowlers. It's getting about that time where I'm going to turn into a pumpkin. Uh-oh. Yeah. Okay. Um, 
Well, I, 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 we might have to pick this up actually next week because I feel like there's still more to talk about. There's more shows. There's there's plenty more you guys are, to cover. Yes. Yeah. Um, there's uh, Legends of Tomorrow, which we just barely touched on, and but then there's um, Marvel's Agents of Shield, uh, Gotham. Which I don't know if anyone's watching Gotham. That's the only one I <laughs> I have watched. I think. Okay. Gotham, um, and then yeah, Gotham. Oh. Um, two episodes so far. And so then, maybe uh, I haven't watched Luke Cage yet. So okay, that one. I have one episode to go. So maybe we can pick it up next week with uh with uh, part two. Same comic book pit time, same comic <laughs> book pit channel. Hopefully with a hundred percent less technical difficulties. Yeah. <laughs> the folks at home they they won't know the difference. Fingers crossed. No. <laughs> It'll still sound like still sound like gold to them. <laughs> All right. Um, well, this has been episode 236 of the Comic Book Pit. I'm Dan. I'm the dude. I'm Jared. And we'll see you next week. See ya. All right. Should we all do a three, two, one, two? Uh, yeah, I think we'll be fine. I don't think that matters. I don't okay. Then I'm going to stop. Stop it.